the treachery and the outright usurious abuse of the office of the presidency or the vice presidency that Joseph Robinette Biden would engage in. And this, this is something that's, that, that uh, I haven't heard anyone talk about. So Biden wants to be president in 2008, and betwixt Hillary, Hillary and Obama, he's not going to make it. So he drops out pretty early. He drops out in like April or May of 2008 during the, the campaign. Hillary at that time is still run, running around telling him, well, Katie, it will be me. Uh, so Obama is still kind of a wild card, but by the time you get to the end of May, it's apparent that Hillary does not have the votes and she is not going to become the nominee. So then the race is on for who Obama is going to choose as his running mate. Does anyone ever give any really serious, serious thought as to why Obama chose Biden and not Hillary? Because Hillary, well, I can tell you why. Because Hillary knew that she could use the Department of State to forward the financial goals and aims, the nefarious, diabolical, illegal, illicit, immoral financial aims and goals of the Clinton Global Initiative and her other non-NGO buddies as Secretary of State. It hadn't been established yet that you could do that as vice president. Remember, she had campaigned vociferously against Dick Cheney and Bush in 2004 as a senator from New York. And they were all screaming from the same hymn book at that time that Cheney was, uh, was assisting in these contracts that were, were being awarded to who? Halliburton. Remember this? Who provided almost all the MREs and meals and blankets and pillowcases and shampoo and deodorant and all that stuff for the war that had to be fought with a half a million troops or however many were over there in Iraq? Halliburton did. So Biden kind of took his cues from Cheney, who was absolutely corrupt. He didn't do it in the way that Biden did it. Cheney just sat on the board of Halliburton and did it the old-fashioned way. So Hillary Demure says, no, I could do it. I'll do my evil doings from the State Department. So there Biden is for eight years in the State Department. I'm sorry, in the vice president's office, perfecting what it is that becomes the family business. I want you to, as we get into the digital media files today and we listen to Tucker Carlson interviewing Devin Archer, I want you to pay very close attention to just the, almost the, the how nonchalant. You know, look, no, come on, Tucker, this happens every day. How he and Tucker talk about what the actual business of Mordor is. So that's why we started the program with Cool Cal Coolidge. You said the business of America is, a, is business. Well, what is the business of Washington today? The business of Washington is regulation and then selling access to get around the regulations. Makes, it, it starts to make a lot of sense now. You think, why do they pass, 
Why do they do this? Why do they do that? Why does Congress pass this act? And as I always say, especially when it comes to, to tax policy, because somebody paid for it. Somebody wanted the loophole, and so they paid for it. You watch that 12-minute interview with, well, it's not even 12 minutes, 10 and a half minute long interview with Tucker Carlson and Devin Archer. First of all, why does Devin Archer agree to sit down with Tucker Carlson? Devin Archer is in heat, big, wampum trouble with the law. He's probably going to go to jail. Well, 17 million people have seen that video thus far. Can you figure out what the motivation might be? I can. Well, I can at least offer you uh, what I think the motivation is. Devin Archer is ladling just enough chum into the water, if you will, to let Kevin McCarthy and James Comer and whoever else is watching going like, hey, dude, I can bury your boy. But I'm not going to tell anyone all that I know until I get a deal. And that deal includes me not going to jail. That's what's going on here. That's why he sits down with Tucker. Now, an amazing thing happened this morning as Maggie and I are uh, getting the sound bites ready and watching Devin Archer and figuring out our strategy of what we're going to talk about today. I'm like, you know what? He really doesn't look like a criminal. <laughs> I said, Devin Archer really doesn't. I mean, he looks like the all-American young middle-aged businessman, dude. And what did you tell me in response, Mrs. O'Connell? Come on, Maggie Minute. Yes, you do. She told me she goes like, looks are deceiving, dear. Oh, yeah, yeah. Looks are deceiving. Don't buy that for a minute. He looks like he's mild-mannered Clark Kent. I said he, he's a super smooth talker. He's been in this biz for a while. He's been wooing people. Don't trust him at all. Yeah, don't trust him. Yeah, he's not to be trusted. <laughs> but I go, but, 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 he, but he's answering all the questions. He's sitting down and he's smiling. He looks relaxed. Hell, he's got Sperry Dock Ciders on his feet. Because he's comfortable with lying. He's, <laughs> and Maggie goes, well, he's, with, with, he's comfortable with lying. Here's the big takeaway. People go, here, what are the big takeaways from this or whatever that story is? I mean, okay, well, here I am. And again, I guess I decided that I'm not going to pack it in. Thanks to the one of you, the, the two of you that reached out to me to tell me to not pack it in yesterday. Really appreciate the you guys' support. Thank you so much. Especially the two of you that actually wrote to me. Thank you. Here's a big takeaway. They do what they do in Morador, not for your benefit. It's not. It's, it's never for your benefit or my benefit. It's not for the benefit of your children or my children or grandchildren or whoever that or whoever's alive at the time. They pass these laws, these rules, these acts, and these regulations so that access can be sold to how they can be beaten. This is a competition. This is a dog-eat-dog. Dog. Whoever has the most amount of money and is willing to lie, cheat, connive, scramble, obfuscate, etc., etc., is the winner at the end of the day. That's what I got out of Tucker's interview with Devin Archer. As a matter of fact, Tucker Carlson says he's been in Morador for 40 years. He's been there since 1992.
like I'm saying, you, you can't trust someone that willingly hung out with the likes of Hunter Biden on several occasions, called him friend, family, so on and so forth. You tend to hang around people that have similar core values. Well, he and he kept saying during the interview that, no, he was my business partner. Right. And Tucker goes, so the business that he was in was what? And then Devin Archer goes on basically to explain, well, it's the business that everyone is in in this town. This is sick, folks. <laughs> okay, let, let, let me just come out and say, I, I'm going to give you the end of the monologue before we even get to, get to it. Burn the whole thing down. Just burn it down. It is irredeemable. It is, <laughs> it, it is now clinically and psychotic. It's, 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 it's psychologically. There is, uh, okay, so a sociopath... There's a difference between a psychopath and a sociopath. A psychopath has remorse for what he does. A sociopath doesn't. They are all sociopaths. What they do to pass law, rule, and regulation, and then to allow the sale of access to, if someone has enough money to do it, to buy a way around said rule, law, or regulation. So in other words, this is a complete and total, what philosophers call this is a will to power. You will it, and then you give it, you will it, you bring it into existence, and then you give it power. Pretty much like the example that Professor uh, Don Livingston gave to me was baseball. And I went, baseball? Oh, well, Mike, you must think about what was happening when uh, Abner Doubleday was uh, supposedly inventing the game of baseball, which he actually didn't do. He stole the game of cricket from the English. But anyways, Professor Livingston goes on to explain that before there was this thing called baseball, what did people do for recreation? Well, I don't know. They played croquet through horseshoes and whatnot. Probably had some crude form uh, what do we call it today? Cornhole or whatever. Maybe they jousted and did sword play and whatnot. Invent baseball, though, and then start convincing people that are in power that they need to field these things called baseball teams. Well, all of a sudden, the Louisville Slugger Company was probably making wood for houses. Was probably making the pieces that went into making rocking chairs, sofas, and couches, and what have you. Well, all of a sudden, Louisville Slugger goes, they need these things called bats. Why don't we get into the bat business? Well, the bat business doesn't exist until you will baseball into existence. You follow it up. Well, you don't need to hire this thing called a lobbyist to figure out how you can ship containers of Cargo X into the United States without paying a duty, a tariff, or an impost on it until the law is passed. Then once the regulation is passed, then you can go like, hey, Mr. Shipping Company in Ukraine, I can tell you how you can get around that. But you're going to have to pay me and Devin Archer and John Rambo Carey's son, whoever the case may be. But we can tell you how you can beat that. Ladies and gentlemen, all of Mordor and the Potomac River is a freaking racket. So Congress goes out just the other day. You heard Diane Feinbang. We played the clip last week. I should go into your other room and tell everyone hello. Yes, you should go and hi, everybody. <laughs> 
Remember, they were telling her, she started reading the defense reauthorization bill, and she starts reading it, $868 billion, and then she goes, for, and, and this is for this and that and the other, and they go like, no, just just say I, just say I. And 90-year-old, obviously senile, doesn't know where she's at, fine bang, goes, I should say I, you should say I, I should say I, every, I, everybody, I, everybody! Everyone missed the takeaway moment. $868 billion. That's for a year. To do what? We must defend democracy around the world. We must have a national defense. Are there that many people that want to invade the United States? Does the Chinese Navy have an armada parked off the coast of California that I don't know about? Does the Russian Navy or the African Navy or the French Navy or the Navy of Turkey, do they have an armada parked off the coast of Norfolk, Virginia that we don't know about? Are the Russians planning a land bridge invasion? They're going to march over to the, the land bridge twixt Russia and Alaska? And then they're going to make their way down south and they're going to start with Montana, Washington State, and Idaho and they're going to invade us? And we don't know about it? Well, there is an invasion coming from the south uh, on our southern border, but we don't want to do anything about that one. And by the way, that's another will to power. What do we need? New voters. How are we going to get them? Grow them. Import them. What do we need? People that will work. Why do we need them? Because we told all the young wastes of genetic material in 2020 through 2022 to stop working, stay home, play air guitar, and watch porn in their base in their parents' basements. And shocking, and shocking, they started doing it, and shazam, all of a sudden, they don't want to do anything else. Let's go back to the example of Mordor. The Commerce Clause of the U.S. Constitution says what? This is what they use to justify all of this. Article 1, Section 8, if you're not an understudy of this, I'll read it to you. Uh, to borrow money on the credit of the United States, big mistake. Uh, to regulate commerce with foreign nations and among the several tribes and with the Indian tribes. Let me, let me, let's read that again. To regulate commerce... With foreign nations, okay, in, in 1788, regulate means make regular. In other words, make it better. Break down any barriers that might exist to make to uh, regulate commerce with foreign nations and among the several states. So what, what does that mean? That means that st there were individual states that had tariffs on certain goods that they produced and that uh, other states produced and they didn't want those things imported into their states. It was protectionism, an early form of protectionism. But it's to make it regular. It was to break down the barriers, not put them up. Well, they take this whole thing and they flip it. They invert it. That's what evil people do. And they've inverted it since the 1930s in the Wickard versus Filburn case, among others. Uh, I'm talking fast and a lot of stuff. You don't need to know any of this. Happened in the 1930s under Franklin Delano Obama Roosevelt. They began to lay the, the foundation for what ultimately Mordor becomes, which is the seat of government of an empire. If you live in a, in, in, in a state and a state tries to do what Mordor gets away with doing in so many business applications, 
you probably elect a new governor or kick the entire uh, House of Representatives or Senate out and send people in there that will repeal what has been done to get rid of it. Because you see how unjust it is. You see the injustice of it. You see how it so adversely affects uh, people directly in the state. So it's difficult to do this at the state level. I'm not saying they don't try it, and I'm not saying they don't do it, but it's more difficult to do it. You start doing it from on high in Congress, and now you created this thing, which, again, Devin Archer tells. And the, the, the other amazing thing to me about this is that Tucker Carlson is just nodding his head going along with it. He goes, yep, that, I, I know all about it. I've been here for 40 years. The business of Washington, the, uh, the uh, where's the cut sheet that I gave you? Because I wrote it down. The quote was so profound, I wrote it on a cut sheet. I handed it to Maggie and said, here, find this on the tape. It's around this time mark. She went and found it and took the cut sheet and threw it away. <laughs> it's uh, top of the hour here on the Mike Church Show. Welcome aboard if you're watching on the Rumble. Why don't you join us? You know, we see the amount of people that watch on Rumble on any given week. How come you won't join, dude? Why don't you go to crusadechannel.com forward slash... Oh, then you got stuff all over it. Look, it's all dirty. Look, she's put, she put coffee grounds all over my handwritten notes. See that, you people? It's what I have to deal with. crusadechannel.com forward slash go. Become a Founders Pass member today. Or, hey... Since no one has, has made the opening contribution in the August crowdfunding, let's going to guilt trip somebody into it. Somebody's going to go first. You always do. CrusadeChannel.com forward slash donate. Okay. So Devin Archer tells uh, Tucker Carlson, quote, understanding a regulatory uh, environment means selling access to it. So he goes, oh, okay, what were you and Hunter selling? He goes, well, we understand. He goes, Hunter understood the regulatory environment. And then Tucker Carlson drills down. He goes, Hunter understood it? And then Devin Archer smiles and goes, well, Hunter had people that worked for him that understood it. So in other words, well, what did you need Hunter Biden for? I mean, the whole interview was just, Katie barred the door, lock stocks, two smoking barrels. If you want to convict the Bidens, you can get them. Because when Tucker says, well, what did you need Hunter for then? And then Devin Archer just kind of smiles and goes like, well, to make the deals. And then Tucker's, and I'm paraphrasing, to make the deals for what? To sell access to the regulatory environment. And there's, there's just, you have to hear the, uh, the interview here. But I'm just I I am I'm, I'm watching this and I'm thinking okay why is De De why is Devin Archer this guy has been hiding <laughs> he has been either in jail after being arraigned uh, in court or he has pretty much been in hiding Comer's committee has been sending him subpoena requests for months to try to get him to testify so what's happened well again. He's trying to make a deal here. These are all indications that Devin Archer does not want to go to jail. If you look, does not want to go to jail. And if you look at the way he's dressed in the Tucker interview, it looks casual. 
It's not casual. He's probably wearing a thousand dollars worth of shoes, trousers, uh, Oxford shirt, and blazer, and maybe a couple thousand more on a fancy schmancy. I couldn't tell which which brand it was, but I bet that watch wasn't a Timex. So there was millions to be made. Check it. Billions to be made. Check it. Trillions to be made in this endeavor. This is the business of Washington. You know, I, I, I've been talking about this since the first time I went to Sirius XM in Washington. I didn't make it a habit of going to where the enemy's camp is in Mordor. If you're wondering, why didn't you know this before, dummy? Because I didn't, I didn't want to go to Washington. The hell? Who wants to go to Washington? Oh, I want to bring the kids. We want to go to the Smithsonian. Look it up online. All right, maybe you could go to Smithsonian. Even then, though, you're... I don't want to get into who the founder of the Smithsonian was. Uh, Library of Congress may be worth the trip. First time I went to Mordor was in 2009. And it was in April of 2009, and we were there for the April 15th tax day rally slash protest against, uh, uh, the, uh, well, they're going to get a bailout, aren't they? Against, do you want to, how many of you want to pay your, your neighbor's mortgage, Rick Santelli said on CNBC, and supposedly started the Tea Party, because it was a Tea Party rally. I remember flying into Reagan International Airport and looking just as we flew in <laughs> and looking at the skyline, if you will. Do you know that there's a law in Mordor? You're not allowed to build a skyscraper or a building above 20 stories tall. I think it's 20. It's either 20 or 25. Uh, why is that? Well, they know that they've made so many enemies that they don't want ginormous skyscrapers to become sitting duck targets for enemy aircraft or ordnance. They want to keep the sky relatively clear so they can see who's flying in because we have created so many flipping enemies. By the way, go to Moscow today. There are 90-story tall buildings in Moscow. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. So in any event, you fly into Reagan, and you make a, depending on which direction you're coming from, you get a view of the panorama here, and I am just aghast. I'm going like, what are all these cranes? What are they building? Defense Department contractors, primarily. Commerce Department contractors. Internal Revenue Service Department contractors. Well, what do they do? Well, primarily, they make the regulations. And if they're not making the regulations, they are, they are studying the regulations at the source so that they can sell access to how you can either A, comply, or B, not comply and profit more than your competitor, but not break the law. Or maybe you get told that, well, yeah, you, technically you're breaking the law, but not really because of this that was written there. 
As I continue to travel to Mordor from 2009 to the last time I went, which was in the summer of 2015, I forget. I think it was I think it was June, June in 2015. I would note note that every time I flew to Mordor, the amount of cranes. That's why I called it Crane City. The amount of cranes increased, and I'm going like, but they don't make anything here. They're not making furniture. <laughs> There's no sweatshops making clothes. So haberdashery, there's no textile factories. They sure as hell aren't making any china pottery. They're not welding anything. They don't make any munitions here. So what do they make? They don't make anything. They make stuff that needs to have access sold to it. That's what they make. So all the Bidens are doing is doing all of us a favor. And it doesn't matter if you send Trump in there in 2024. It's not going to matter. He can't save us. No one can save this thing. It is going to crash. It is going to buckle under its own weight, and that is all set in stone. It is going to happen. The little debt, uh, debt rating thing that came from uh, from Fitch, uh, Finch yesterday, or Fitch rather, Fitch uh, credit rating, uh, uh, credit reporting, and, and bond rating, or government bond rating service, or whatever. That was just a, a shot across the bow, telling people, don't. Get too invested there. These people are lunatics. They're not going to change course, and you might lose your money.